Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and becoming the best versions of ourselves. I'm Daisy Ayala, and I am joined by the one and only Norma. Hello, hello, hey y'all. In honor of Dental Hygiene Week, we are ta- which is the second week of April, if y'all didn't know, we are talking all things dental, and Norma will be interviewing me the dental professional. And for some of y'all that don't know, I have been a practicing dental hygienist or dental coach, as I like to call myself, for 13 years, y'all. That's a lot of years. So there's a lot of experience and a lot of information that's in that head or in my brain. But it's been a passion of mine. And I truly love being a sidekick slash coach to help all my patients be the healthiest. We're going to talk all the common questions that I normally get as a dental hygienist. And we are also going to be answering the questions that y'all when I posted the question or poll for everyone to ask questions. So without further ado, let's get this party started. What's that song? Come on, ride that train. Hey. Oh, wait, maybe that's inappropriate. I don't know. Come on, brush your teeth. Fit right in. (laughs) Okay, so tell us a little bit about why you even decided to get into dental hygiene. Hyene. So, oh, that's a good, very good question. Well, keep I've it always... Brief. Keep it brief. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> you, you know what my long life story? Anyway, nope. yeah, let's, <laughs> let's give us an absence here. One of the reasons why I got into dental hygiene is mainly because I love helping people. It was one of the professions that I was exposed to when I was in high school and long story short, one of my, the kids, well, I used to work at a daycare. One of the kids that I took care of, her mother was a dental hygienist and she was asking me like, oh, what do you want to be or where are you going to college for? And I was like, I'm not sure yet. I was like, I know I want to be in like medical, dental, I'm not sure. So she's like, why don't you come and shadow me or just watch me do my job as a dental hygienist? And I, so I went and I was like, oh, wow, that looks cool because I never actually liked the restorative side, meaning being the dentist, I actually was more passionate about the preventative side and actually helping others, giving them a game plan of how to execute something on their own alongside being coached by me. So then I ended up going to college. I only applied to one school, which was UT Dental Hygiene School here in Houston. And I said, if I don't get into this school, then I will continue to go to med school. That was my plan. And so I just remember submitting all the application and then short story, I ended up getting in by pure luck, it seems like, or that was just fate. But I was actually on the wait list, but I was the first person on the wait list. And then literally a week before school semester started, they called me and said someone dropped out. So I was like, what? So I was the first one to be offered that position of, do you want to come to dental hygiene school? Do you want to come be a part of our class? And I, and I'm, I was left with a decision, an immediate decision, because I was already set in my mind to continue to be pre-med. And then I got the call and I said, yes, because when you get an opportunity like that, either you say no because you're afraid or you just do it. And I truly believe that God and the universe really always push me in that aspect because I tend to analyze everything and then I can't make a quick decision. But when I'm put in that kind of time constraint, I have to make a decision. So I obviously said yes. And it was one of the best things that I did in my life. And that's how I ended up in dental hygiene school. All right. Well, is it bad that I did not know why you wanted to become a dental hygienist? (laughs) No, I I don't know why I thought, I don't even know why you thought to be, I don't know. Oops. I guess that makes me a bad sister. I don't know. I'm the young child. We don't care about anything. Yeah, that's true. No, I think it's because I never, 
Like in our family, it's funny because when we were younger, I kind of was on my own path. Like I had my own dreams. I don't really think we talked about it. Like I never talked to my sisters about like now I do. But That's when true. I was younger, I we just didn't talk about it. I just knew I wanted to get out of a small town and I wanted to become really successful. And I knew I was going to be in healthcare of, in some form. And then dental hygiene was just the first part I was exposed to. So let's get into these questions. These questions. The first question is, why do my gums bleed or itch? It's because you don't brush them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yes. And yeah. Oh. yes. So the reason why gums bleed or sometimes you feel like if, at the point where they're itching that you're pretty much getting into what's called periodontal disease or it's an infection of the gums. But a lot mm -hmm. of times it's because you have you have an inflammation or infection in the gums and that's why you feel that tingling itchy and even bleeding when you brush and floss your teeth so it's called gingival inflammation and it can be either gingivitis which is reversible or periodontal disease which is more serious and that's an infection that goes under the gums and it starts to affect the actual bone levels yeah. which we'll get into that in a little bit which i should mention my dog had periodontal disease and they had to pull like half his teeth out and <laughs> It was the worst. And that happens also in dogs. Like it's very important, not just for human hygiene, but for your pets. Actually, some breeds are more prone to periodontal disease than it's the others. Little ones. The little ones with a small mouth. So there's more teeth packed into a small space versus big dogs. They have a bigger mouth. That's what I learned. Yes, um, that is very true, Norma. Very true. Uh, but also, it's also very important to incorporate as puppies start brushing their teeth. Start There's actual dental treats that help reduce like how much plaque they build up, which plaque mm -hmm. turns into calculus or tartar, which mm -hmm. is what causes gum disease or periodontal disease. And if it gets severe enough, you lose your teeth. Wow. That, 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 yeah, that sucks. All right. So next question, what causes decay? And by decay, what do we mean? Like, what is decay? Decay is your tooth is rotting. I okay, hate to, yes. I hate saying that word. I really do. I, I'm, I'm very much a, I like things to sound kind of prettier than what they are, but essentially decay, think of it as like uh, something that's rotting internally and how that's caused is, okay, so let's backtrack here. So you have bacteria in your mouth mm -hmm. and whenever you consume sugars, specifically sugars and even some carbs, it can produce an acid and some bacteria are more active than others. So this is what I always joke with some of my patients who are like have really bad. I just had a patient last week who literally hasn't been to the dentist in three years, drinks sugary drinks all day long and eats very sticky candy, which are the two worst things you can do for your teeth. And he has no cavities. What? So I know, and this is very rare and it does happen, but I do not recommend doing these habits. And he only brushes his teeth once a day and that's in the morning. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, hold on. L let me get to that. Let's say for people, because we're not going to like deny ourselves treats or whatever, you know, sugary drinks and whatnot. We're only here once in the world. So we got to take advantage. So my question to you is like, okay, in our situations where you want to eat candy or drink sugary drinks all the time, like what is the best thing to do for your teeth? So I'm very much a, I'm very realistic with all my patients. I know that we all get sweet tooths. I know that we all have to live a life. Okay. And my recommendation is if you're going to eat sweets or you're going to eat any kind of sodas or acidic drinks, you need to eat it all in one sitting. 
because like with your meal, because when you're eating and chewing, you're producing more saliva and saliva is nature's mouthwash. Essentially, it helps wash off a lot of that stuff. Here's a fact about like sugar and acidic drinks. Every time you are consuming that stuff, whether it be candy or sodas, that's 30 minutes of exposure of that acid in your mouth. And it takes 30 minutes for your saliva to neutralize your mouth. So that's why you should eat it all in one sitting. So you're not because if you're sipping, let's say somebody says, oh, I drink one soda a day, one Coca-Cola a day, but they take four or five hours to drink that. Every Mm -hmm. sip is 30 minutes of that acid producing in your mouth. So that is intense. And you have to understand that bacteria thrive on that. And like I said, so it's best just to eat it like with your meals or just eat it within one sitting, like within 30 minutes or whatever, just eat your candy and be done with it and then Mm -hmm. drink some water afterwards if you're going to be eating like the sticky candy like the jelly beans um jolly ranchers now and later i mean all those sticky candies be very cautious because one they are very sticky so the longer they stick on your teeth that's the more time they have to produce those acids which cause cavities so like i said be really careful with those try to like chew them up i even recommend sometimes chewing sugar-free gum like trident is really good for that just to help kind of lift off any stuff that may be stuck in the crevices or the grooves of your teeth but the do not especially if you have been drinking sodas do not brush your teeth right after because remember when you drink acidic drinks it takes 30 minutes for your mouth to neutralize so you could actually damage your enamel if you brush right after if your mouth is still in that acidic state does that make sense norma yes so basically if you're gonna have something sweet whatever do it at once and don't do it throughout the day got it yeah now some of the worst like drinks that are sugary that that includes gatorades juices milks dr pepper and mountain dew are the top worst sodas to drink (gasps) dr pepper Uh (laughs) uh-huh they just have so much sugar in them now like i said i'm not denying you your sodas but be very cautious and careful of when and how often you're drinking them if you're like i said if you're going to drink them with your meal by all means do that you're fine and you're gucci and then drink some water maybe after um just to kind of help dilute some of that and also help the the your mouth kind of neutralize a little bit better also for my parents the sticky crackers like goldfish those often like when they're chewing some of the remnants Mm -hmm. will stick in the grooves of your teeth and those they are still a carb bacteria notice that and they can still produce acids that can actually cause cavities in your teeth so be really good about making sure especially at nighttime that you're brushing the chewing surfaces of their teeth so that none of that stuff sticks in the crevices and causes a cavity got it all right well obviously we're talking about decay let's get into some of the diseases that can be caused by you know if you're not taking care of your mouth i mean like gingivitis Um, periodontal disease as you mentioned earlier you know what leads to root canals you know all these things so okay well then what so if you have a cavity and it's everything starts small think about Mm -hmm. it like an apple and then all of a sudden it starts to rot a little bit and then as it the inside of it is just a little bit more dense and porous so as it gets bigger and bigger it just starts to consume a bigger part of the apple so same thing happens with cavities and why people need root canals so your enamel is really strong it's as, almost as strong as diamonds that's how hard strong they are wow. and so some cavities can start and then we call those incipient cavities as long as they sit on the enamel and don't move 
And this is why x-rays or the bite wings, as we call them, cavity check x-rays, as, as you may hear them called. This is why mm-hmm. they're so important because we're able to check those areas periodically to make sure nothing's moving or getting bigger. And if they're just in the enamel, most of the time it's not worth doing a filling because you're breaking into a tooth and you might do more damage than good. So a lot of times if it's just incipient, we just keep an eye on it and monitor it as it progresses. And we let you know like, hey, make sure you floss, make sure you we go over diet and all of that with you. Because I have some patients that have had incipient areas for years and they've been like that. So if that gets further into the tooth, into the second layer, which is called the dentin, that is a lot more porous. Once it gets into that second layer, it's softer and it will mushroom out very quickly. It's over for us. It's over. Game over. So usually if you catch it fast enough, then you just have a simple filling. If you don't catch it fast enough, then it can turn into a crown, which is a bigger restoration where they actually cut more on the tooth and they Uh actually um, have to make something a lot of people call them caps but they're Mm -hmm. just crowns they're porcelain crowns and it's just more sustainable if the if the cavity is large enough crowns are going to be the most sustainable because it's going to hold the integrity of the tooth better then if the decay gets into the actual root or nerve of your tooth because everybody has a nerve that's what gives your tooth life the color Mm -hmm. all of that if it gets near or too close or into that that's when you have those toothaches those that's when you need a root canal which you the the actual nerve has been infected now and Mm -hmm. you have to literally take out the infected nerve and then they fill that space up with when they do the root canal and then they put a crown over it yeah those aren't fun and I will say that once they cut into your teeth you know the original that you came with it's just never the same I got a crown and it's just never been the same No, I mean, if you go to the right doctors, I've been very fortunate to work with really great doctors and pretty much the only person that I like my first employer and her associate are the only people that I've ever let like actually do dental work on my mouth because I their work is actually really beautiful and they take a lot of pride and integrity with their work. So yes, once you cut on a tooth, it's never really going to be the same. And even if you just have a filling, you could have to replace it 10, 15 years from now. Even Mm -hmm. crowns have to be replaced at some point if they start to break down or leak. I mean, there's it's it's a constant like domino effect of things. So Mm -hmm. it's just better to know at a younger age and take care of your teeth much better now than have to deal with the problems later it's better to have a crown on your head than a crown in your mouth mouth. (laughs) but if you need it you need it (laughs) right so what about like you mentioned periodontal disease earlier and basically where your gums get red and all that so I'm going to backtrack on periodontal disease we're going to actually go into what is plaque and what is tartar because those two make up and go into what causes periodontal disease so I'm just going to briefly say plaque Okay, plaque is that soft, sticky stuff, that furry sweater that you have like in the morning when you wake up. That's plaque. Mm -hmm. And so plaque is made up of bacteria and their waste product, which essentially is bacteria poop. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. I know. It's, it's, I mean, if you want me to put it in a better way, it it excretes its waste. But essentially, that's what plaque is. Bacteria takes the food that you eat and then it eats that. And then it excretes mm-hmm. the waste product, which is the plaque. And that so you... that's what sits on your mouth or in your exactly. teeth. Exactly. So that's what plaque is. Now, okay. what is tartar or calculus? And I'm not talking about numbers and doing all these calculations. No, no, no. Calculus is actually tartar. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So after the soft plaque sits in your teeth for a while, the bacteria die. And then the excretes or 
the poop will mm-hmm. calcify and become tartar. Ah, so, so if you don't handle it first, it becomes harder, and then okay, gotcha. so plaque is what you can remove. That is something you, if you brush and floss every day, you will remove the plaque, and then you prevent the actual tartar from happening. Mm-hmm. So then that that calcifies, and then that becomes tartar. Tartar is also very porous. So it has tiny little holes and that also will give bacteria places for them to live. So then just like a sponge. Yes, sort of. But not a sponge. It's kind of like a reef, a berry, a reef, you know, uh like think about it like that. It's just got all these little pores and then it has those tiny holes will give the bacteria a place to live and that becomes their home. That bacteria crawls in these holes and die and then that becomes thicker and thicker and usually and then that goes under the gums. So once it goes under the gums, it starts to cause a bigger infection, which then leads into periodontal disease, which that infection then can start to affect the bones, which is what holds your teeth in place. And it just causes even worse problems. But let's talk about now, since I gave you all the differences between plaque and tartar, we're going to talk about gingivitis and periodontal disease. They're, they're very different. Okay. So gingivitis is inflammation of the mouth. It is the beginning stages of periodontal disease, but oh. it's completely reversible. So let's say you just haven't been doing better well with brushing your teeth. You've been eating more carbs. We tend to have more gingivitis, especially when it, the holiday seasons come around because we're eating more sugar. We're eating more carbs. We're, we're consuming a lot more things that we don't normally do. So we're producing more plaque. So gingivitis is the inflammation of the gums that is caused by the acid from the bacteria which causes ulcerations under your gums that you don't really see. You only notice it when you're like flossing or brushing. You're like, oh, I'm bleeding. And you're like, oh, okay. But it only happens, you know, every once in a while or you notice it more and more often. So then that bleeding, that's that's when you brush your teeth and floss. That's when you notice the bleeding. And like I said, this is the beginning of periodontal disease or gum disease. And this is completely reversible stage. So as long as you are flossing and removing that bacteria from in between your teeth and brushing and then getting your checkups, typically your checkups, you should go to the dentist twice a year just to have regular checkups. Some people need more than twice a year to get their cleanings because either you aren't the best at flossing or getting the plaque removed off or you just build up a lot faster because your bacteria is more active, then that's okay. It's very common, but it's like I said, it's a team effort. So it's preventing you from having to have bigger problems later on. Mm-hmm. And then let's go to the, the big dog, the periodontal disease, which is what I deal with a lot of the times. And this is when the plaque and tartar aren't removed regularly and you cannot remove it. Only I can remove it. And then this can affect the bone and it because and it can actually irritate the bone around your teeth, which then once you lose bone, you don't get it back. So, like I said, gingivitis is just affects the gums, whereas periodontal disease affects the bone. And one and once you lose it, it's gone. So once you have periodontal disease, you can stop it from getting worse. It's just a matter of going to your dentist. And having a checkup, you will have to do, if you have periodontal disease, you have to do what's called a deep cleaning or periodontal therapy or scaling and root planing is what they also call it. Those are very common names for them. There's all the same thing. And it can be just localized to like one or two teeth or it can be in multiple areas. So there's also a difference as far as how it's coded for insurance and as far as for like what's going on in your mouth. It's kind of an intense cleaning, but most of the time used to you had to get given local anesthesia to have that kind of cleaning and then they go to town and clean your teeth but now there's some 
really great topicals where you don't have to be numb that deeply and you mm-hmm. can still take care of it. And in my office where I practice, we also add laser therapy, which helps actually in the healing process and helps the healing process a lot faster. So mm-hmm. there's just different varieties depending on what office you go to. But the biggest thing is just getting the actual cleaning done and removing what's causing the infection. So is there levels to like, because I know like when I talk, took my dog to the dental vet clean person, whoever, I don't know what they call them, a dentist, I guess, a doggy dentist. There was like different levels. There was like one through four and obviously it got progressively worse and the progressively worse ones pretty much you got to remove a lot of teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, ba- is it basically the same in human yep. form? Yep. Okay. I mean, okay. they used to have like, well, there's like one through four and then you can go from mild, moderate to severe, but it's usually right. like now the new classifications are, you know, class one, two, three, or four. And like you said, four is being the severe where it, there's like not much hope left. There. There's a lot of mobility, a lot of bone loss, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I also will say whenever you go to your dental office and the hygienist, usually it's the dental hygienist that checks your gums, we take out what's called a probe and it has these, it almost looks like a little ruler. And we measure your gum. So there's a space between your gum and your tooth. And we're measuring that space so that we can have a better idea of what really is going on underneath your gums. Because your gums, especially if you're a smoker, they can look healthy, but then Mm -hmm. they're really not. Mm. So they use that probe to see what the depths are along with the x-rays because we have to see if there's any actual calculus mm-hmm. or tartar build up underneath the gums but essentially that's what helps us really see at what level you are all right so basically the life cycle of bad stuff in your mouth so basically it starts with you eating foods carbs sugars typically then it goes into plaque and then it goes into tartar and then it goes into yinovitis <laughs> and then yeah. it goes into periodontal disease which could be really bad so basically that's the life cycle or well, the worst and is it true that bacteria is the protagonist and the antagonist of your mouth because it helps but yes. it also hurts you yes wow that little beach the little sand <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're very correct, Norma. We naturally have to have bacteria in our mouth because right. it helps keep things nice and neutral and stabilized. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you allow, if you don't brush or floss your teeth, then that bacteria can get really active and invite other bacteria, which are the ones that start causing cavities or gum disease. So I wanted to add with periodontal disease, After you have your deep cleaning done, it is very common that you come back at two, three, four, five, or six months. Typically, two to three months is what the hygienist will have you come back so they can reevaluate, make sure everything looks good, and to see how you responded to that cleaning. And then along, you know, it's a team effort. So if you start doing things properly at home and you are doing well, and then when you come into your cleanings and everything looks good, then we can move you up to three, four, five, or six months. Because I have some patients that are what we call perio maintenances, and there at every six months because they've gotten to a really good place where they can handle and they're taking care of their mouth really well. So I wanted to add that in there just for anybody that's confused. Like, why do I have to come to the dentist more often? Well, mm-hmm. oh, unless okay. unless you do the work at home, then you avoid seeing us. But unfortunately, if you don't want to do it at home, then hey, guess what? You're going to see us a lot sooner. Right. Well, as they say, prevention is the best intervention. You can stop a forest fire um, <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> well, let's get into like the product. So if we're talking about uh-huh. prevention, obviously we have to do the work. So what are some of the products that we can use uh, as far well, let's start with toothbrushes. So before you, before I met you, <laughs> before I met the dental hygienist Daisy, <laughs> like I was using a regular hand 
toothbrush and then you introduced me to electric toothbrush so uh, give us a little information in regard to like okay is one better than the other like what's the sitch so essentially if you ask me essentially it comes down to technique a manual toothbrush can be really efficient at removing plaque and all that gunk off of your mouth or mm -hmm. your teeth but when it comes to electric versus manual electric it is it depends on which electric tube it's vibrating or oscillating so it definitely is an aid to help you remove more plaque and be better at it um, because some people don't know like oh i need to angle my toothbrush at a 45 degree angle and i need to go in a circular motion and massage my gums and then go in between the teeth like most people don't really we we haven't been taught to properly brush like that's just the reality i didn't know how to brush until i got into dental hygiene school you know mm -hmm. and that's just the, that's just a fact but an electric toothbrush it just makes it a little easier and more efficient because it's already doing the electrical motion of of like it's vibrating so it's already removing stuff off but all you have to do is put it on the tooth and just glide it along and it does the work for you mm -hmm. so in my opinion in my professional opinion i do believe electric toothbrushes are more efficient and they do a better job. Now, which electric toothbrush is the most efficient? I personally am a fan of the Oral-B, especially for people that have smaller mouths, that have teeth that are crowded or shifted or just have really hard to reach areas. The Oral-B is one of, is a fantastically made product because it, like I said, it has a smaller circular mouth and it's not only vibrating like a Sonicare, it's actually going three different directions. So the mm. outsides are going opposite and then the inside, the middle bristles are actually pulsating out. So you're getting a better overall clean. And the Oral-B has also been proven to remove more than a Sonicare. If you go on YouTube and actually put compare Sonicare and Oral-B, they'll do all these people like just people that aren't dental professionals will actually do videos showing you like how it works and which one works better. And like mm -hmm. I said, personally, I've tried all of them and Oral-B is one of my favorite ones. Currently, I'm loving the Burst toothbrush because it's a better price point. It's more cost effective. It comes with the subscription where they send you a new brush head every three months so you don't have to remember to go buy one it just comes to you in your mm -hmm. mailbox mm -hmm. and I really love that one because of how they tapered the bristles so the ends kind of look like they're like a triangle which mm -hmm. is really cool because people can get into those harder to reach areas oh, as well mm -hmm. some people just hate the oral B because it's too small for their mouth so then you have the burst or the Sonicare Sonicare is also a really great toothbrush I'm not gonna say no but mm -hmm. for most of my patients that have Sonicare they tend to miss the tongue side of their teeth because they're not angling the toothbrush properly. And their brush heads used to not be very well made. They started making newer ones that are actually pretty legit, but they're kind of large. So I think the Sonicare is going to be better for like my men or people that have just larger mouths. And I think you'll like that toothbrush better. But for someone like me, that's just too big of a toothbrush. Like I honestly, just honestly too bulky and it's not really going to do the best job. So asking your dental care provider, like what what toothbrush do they recommend based on like what they see your, your problem area? Areas are is the best thing you can do when you go to your next dental checkup right and it's an investment so you know i because i know what the oral will i got mine what was it a hundred bucks 89 i don't remember well your first I, your very first one you got an oral b and that was a christmas present which if i recall you were like why are you supposed to give me the things i want not what i need <laughs> that's if true I you recall, should just give me the things i need because you just want to right
No, not for Ann. Not for Ann. <laughs> and um, if y'all are interested in actually getting an electric toothbrush and trying it out, like I said, I currently use the Burst toothbrush and I've been using it for a year and a half and I love it. It has... You know, it's just like any other electric toothbrush, the top market ones. It has three different settings. I actually have a code for y'all if you want to use it. And you just go to burstoralcare.com and you can actually go on there. They have three different colors. They have their rose gold, their white and they're black and I believe they're coming out with like a green like army green one but it has a 90 day money back guarantee free delivery lifetime warranty uh, and the toothbrush lasts two weeks without being charged which a lot of other brushes actually their batteries wear down over time and this one's actually been doing really well oh wait or yeah mine is wearing down but it's still pretty solid it's still pretty solid Oral-B is still pretty solid but Oral-B and Sonicare can be extremely pricey like they're, they're you're looking at 160 to 180 dollars Mm-hmm. So it's it's just whereas, uh, but if you're willing to buy an Apple Watch and some Apple AirPods and you can invest in your damn mouth, how about that? How about them apples, huh? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, yes, but I'm giving y'all this code. So if you're interested in the uh, trying the Burst toothbrush, which like I said, I actually do have a code that they gave me because I'm one of the ambassadors because I really believe in the product. But mm-hmm. here's the code. It is 7JFTSP. And like I said, you can receive a discount. So it becomes even more cost effective for you and they're a really cool toothbrush and I'll be doing a demo on this one um on my Instagram for all of you that want to know but anyways leave that code on your Instagram page as well in case we didn't get it I will leave it I'll put it even as a highlight for y'all so I can give you the facts on the toothbrush let's go into my patients there's some patients that actually refuse to use an electric toothbrush because they don't like it they don't like the electric motion which I'm very like I said I'm a very realistic hygienist because I have to kind of figure out what my patients are going to do better in. So the their manual toothbrushes can be very effective. You just have to know that you need to brush your teeth for two minutes. You split your mouth into four sections, the top into two. You go from the cheek side, tongue side, and then you do the chewing surface and you spend 30 seconds in each section. Some sections may need a little more love, you know, but your dental provider should be able to tell you where. But my the ones that I really like for manual toothbrushes, there's three that I really like. I actually tried them out for all of you, and I'll be posting these on my actual Instagram. But the Colgate Slim Soft is one of my favorite ones. We give this out to our patients in their goodie bag as just a regular toothbrush when they come in. But this is probably the best toothbrush that I've been able to see that cleans really well, and it's soft bristles, so it's safe to use in your teeth, and it just cleans extremely well for the product itself and it lasts the three months if your toothbrush is flared out the <laughs> bristles are all dingy and it looks and doesn't look like you and uncolored it's time to change your toothbrush you need to change out your toothbrush or your toothbrush head on your electric toothbrush every three months that is what the recommended date is because those bristles get worn out and then they don't really function and serve you any purpose so anyways toothbrushes there's also this new one called it's it's from periodontax it's actually slim but it's kind of a bigger head and i think that one if you are one that doesn't like like a small little dainty toothbrush that's probably going to be the perfect one for you and it gives a really great overall clean because i used it the last time i was at my parents house and i had just eaten a lot of carbs i brushed with it for two minutes and i'm telling you my mouth felt really clean Mm -hmm. so it's legit so those are my top ones but it always comes down to how the technique that you're using manual toothbrushes can be very effective as well like i said and then there's also quip quip is kind of like 
if you need a travel brush that's kind of electric or battery operated, then that's a good option. It's not my favorite option. Some people do well with it, but those are the people that don't really build up or have a lot of plaque or calculus. So like I said, it's not my favorite one to really recommend. I think you should invest in something better. All right. So let's get into maybe like other products like floss and tongue scrapers, which I had no idea were a thing until I met you. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so floss. Well, actually, you know what? Let's talk about toothpaste, then we'll talk about floss, then we'll talk about tongue scrapers. So toothpaste. This actually was a question I think I remember someone asking when I posted the poll, like what kind of toothpaste should I use? Well, it really all depends on what's going on in your mouth and what you're trying to target. But if you're asking me now, you know, like if you have tooth decay, you need something with fluoride, which most toothpaste have fluoride, or your dental provider will recommend a higher content of fluoride, like act, but that's a mouth rinse. But anyways, toothpaste, I would recommend, here. here's my top toothpaste. When you're talking about, if you have gum, like gum issues, like bleeding gums, or you constantly have that problem, even, at, even if you get your teeth cleaned uh, regularly, Peridontex, which is by Sensodyne, but it doesn't say Sensodyne on it. It's just called Peridontax. Is one of my favorite ones, and I've seen great results with this. Gum Detoxify, which is by Crest, they also have a really good product. And the reason why these two actually are effective is because they have stainless fluoride in them. That is a key ingredient in keeping and um, reducing the way the bacteria respond to producing plaque. Another one is if you have sensitive teeth, like you're sensitive to drinking cold things, ice cream, that sort of thing. Sensodyne. You can do the Sensodyne Complete Care and that covers you in multiple levels. The Pro Enamel, if you're one that loves to drink sodas and eat a lot of candy, the Pro Enamel has fluoride. It has for sensitivity, but it also helps put back what you take out with what you're consuming. So that's a really great product as well. Now, charcoal. Everybody loves charcoal products. <laughs> You're uh -huh. like, oh, what kind of charcoal? So everybody loves their charcoal products. There's still not enough research to really back those products up yet. It's just, it's really kind of up in the air. So it's not something I personally would recommend unless there's more studies about it. But charcoal can be very abrasive. So if you have a grainy toothpaste, that can be too abrasive for your teeth and it actually can cause harm on the enamel of your teeth and actually wear it down. So I would be very cautious when it comes to that. The only product that has charcoal in it that I've seen that actually is recommended and has the American Dental Association backing it up is the Crest 3D White and it has charcoal in it. And I think a lot of toothpaste are starting to add that ingredient in because it's it's a it thing right now. It's a fad for right now. Charcoal, charcoal does have a lot of great benefits, but if it's not formulated properly, it can actually do a lot of damage. And like I said, it, there's not enough research to back it up quite yet. So... so is it an important thing to note that like there's an ADA seal of approval like on these packaging on the packaging? Yes. So the ADA is American Dental Association and the, anything that has their backing typically has research that backs up what they're saying their product is doing. Are and, they bought? I mean, I think for a friend because, <laughs> you know, I mean, these medical if, practice can be bought. <laughs> I mean, like anything, anything can be bought, but they're someone that has kind of like the FDA. It's they, it's a kind mm -hmm. of a you, in order for something to be approved to be able to have the ADA mark. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it comes down to does the research back up what this product is doing? Gotcha. And as long okay. as there's enough research, the ADA will approve it. Noted. All right, cool. And then if so for my holistic or homeopathic people, I do have some options because I know some people are not for fluoride because th there's controversy on the fluoride situation. Okay. And mm -hmm. here's my two cents on it. Spill if the you tea. Feeling it, Gert. If you do not 
eat a lot of sugar, if you do not consume a lot of acidic drinks, all of that, then by all means, don't use fluoride. That is fine. If you do and you're just a sugar monster, more than likely you're probably not a homeopathic person or a holistic person anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, way to lay it out there. But yeah, that's true. Is that rude? rude? I mean, if it's rude, I apologize if it comes off as rude. But I'm just saying like if you're going to eat. If you're holistic, you're right. You're going to be eating cleaner plant-based exactly or you're going to eat sugar options that are a little bit better which in that case okay then you know about it but for my holistic people there's elementa which is a toothpaste you have to actually go online and buy and it has nano silver which is supposedly supposed to replace fluoride which i haven't seen a lot of research on it so it's hard to say like oh is it gonna, is it going to replace fluoride i don't really know then there's also this other one that's rise well which has hydroxyapatite which is mineral that makes up the matrix of teeth so actually and but someone actually there's a chemist that actually broke this down i saw this on tiktok they they broke down like the actual materials but he said that there's it's not sufficient enough to actually really make a good effect on the teeth so Mm -hmm. but it's a good holistic option for those of you that that want to use that it's actually a really good product to use that's it on the toothpaste as far as like what i would recommend for you and like i said remember it always depends on what what you're wanting oh and then the whitening toothpaste the ones that i probably would recommend are sensodyne white if you have sensitive teeth that's actually a really good toothpaste but remember any whitening toothpaste literally is only meant to take superficial stains off it's not going to go yeah. deep into the tooth okay don't have okay. false illusions so if you about have it. super yellow yellow teeth Teeth, it's not really gonna do much you're gonna it's have gonna to go make... to the dentist and get an actual pers- or thing done whitening yes yeah so some of the ones that i actually like are colgate optic and the 3d white those are actually really good toothpaste but you have to be really careful because there is such a thing this thing called sloughing which if you've ever gone to your dentist and they're like it's little white peeling or this i get that so if you have that, this like little white peeling after you've used a certain product like a mouth rinse, mm-hmm. a toothpaste, that usually means that you have an allergy or a reaction to a pro- the, something in that product. And typically, it's just the way it's formulated and you just need to stop using it. But you don't want to continue to use it because you don't want those layers of tissue to be continue to peel. Yeah. Okay, because it can cause sores, it can cause rawness in the mouth. It's just not something that you want to deal with. So and a lot of times I see this with my whitening toothpaste. So just be really careful when it comes to that or the toothpaste that have way too many abrasives in them. Mm -hmm. So just be careful with that. Tongue scrapers. Why do we use a tongue scraper? Well, tongue scrapers are great to remove all that gunk, the bacteria, all that stuff that sits on our tongues because our tongues have, they actually, if you look through a microscope, they have little hair-like follicles and you want to brush those. And a toothbrush with some toothpaste can help, but it's not the best option. That's why you have tongue scrapers. Like Norma, she has a metal one, which you can get anywhere. You can put in a dishwasher too to sanitize it. But honestly, if you just leave it out like your toothbrush and let it air dry you're good or you can use we give out tongue scrapers at our office and they're made by breath rx they have these little waves on the both sides of the actual tongue scraper and you just bend it it's plastic you bend it and then you just scrape forward a few times until that all that gunk gets off of your your mouth because everyone's got morning breath everyone's gonna have that stuff accumulate in their tongue so but if you you don't creamy stuff like when you drink coffee or anything with milk in it i always notice that well yeah milk because milk Milk has milk. The byproduct can is, has sugar. Like your bacteria feed off of that. 
Um, so it's going to produce byproducts anytime you're drinking wine, any colored uh, or, you know, flavored stuff. But it, it's recommended to use your tongue scraper twice a day, morning and at nighttime, because in the morning you've just slept, your mouth is drier. So things mm-hmm. are going to naturally sit at nighttime. That's just going to remove everything from the day. So mm-hmm. that because that also if you have like malodor or bad breath, that can be one of the causes is just the stuff and bacteria that sits on your tongue. Mm-hmm. So you want to scrape that off. And then floss. floss. Okay. Because there's waxed and then there's some that's just like silk. Like okay. The, um... Floss. So flossing is extremely important. Ideally, the best flossing method is traditional floss and you do it with your fingers um, because the flossers, the little ones that already have the floss in them, they're harder because they don't. Like they don't have flex, yeah. Like the denty picks, they don't have flexibility. And essentially, when you floss, you you know put the two the floss between your two teeth, and then you are supposed to make like a C shape around each tooth, and then go up and down to wrap it around. So flossing is ideally the best method as far as which flosses I recommend. Again, it all depends on what's going on in your mouth. If you are one that has really tight spaces, I would recommend Glide which is really great and it's easy to get in and doesn't shred. There's also this floss, which is my personal favorite. Cocoa floss is my favorite one. Where do you get that? You get it online. You go to cocoafloss.com. Oh, Jesus. How much is the shipping? Uh, (laughs) Cocoa floss is probably my favorite because it has, it's made of these little fibers that it goes in. It doesn't shred. So it goes in and then it expands a little bit. So you're able to really get a better clean because glide, because it's so thin, sometimes you can't, get the best clean but it's still a good efficient way there's also a listerine floss that i use it's got a waxy feel to it and it's also kind of like the glide it's easy to get into tight spaces and it doesn't shred and like i said i'll put all of these examples on my instagram so y'all have them and then if you want a more eco-friendly one the quip quip has a new little floss thing where essentially you just put new strand of floss so that way you're reducing the amount of plastic you're wasting because you know those little pick flossers mm-hmm. each one you have to throw it away after each use well this mm-hmm. one it just comes and then you're just only replenishing the actual floss and you're only throwing away the floss and then another option is a water pick water picks are amazing if you're just one like i'm not gonna floss blah 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 okay well don't floss that's you a water pick can definitely help you get in between the teeth especially if you're one that has braces a lot of spaces bridges or you have severe gum disease water pick is going to be your best friend and it's just a little water flosser and those truly also do a great job but when you're using water pick you also need to still floss like every few days to actually touch the contact like where the two teeth meet because mm. Water pick's not going to get in that area. So um, that's also one of my recommendations as far as mouth rinses. So it, again, it all depends on what your needs are. Closes is one of my favorite ones. It's an antimicrobial and it helps keep the pH level um, in your mouth neutral. Uh, that's one of why it's one of my favorites. So I really do believe that it's helped my patients stay in a better place, meaning reducing cavities, reducing um, buildup, that sort of thing. Then you have TheraBreath, which is also, it was created by a dentist. I think it was a TikTok sensation at one point. I actually use TheraBreath right now and I really love it. It's supposed to keep your breath smelling fresh for 24 hours and you can get it in any grocery store. Oh, uh, so clean, clean. Right. Then there's Crest Whitening. 
the crest whitening one that they also have you can use that one if you really want to have whitening um it's not my favorite it makes my tissue peel off when i use that one so i don't use it if you're having issues with like bad breath breath rx is also another one that's great now if you have problems with cavities and if you have dry mouth here's my recommendations for those act Dry mouth is really great because ACT has extra fluoride in it and it also is formulated to help with dry mouth, meaning it helps kind of coat the tissues in your mouth. So it helps yeah. reduce the cavities because with a dry mouth, you're more prone to cavities because saliva is actually, again, nature's mouthwash. And then biotin. Biotin is also a really great product for dry mouth. So those are my recommendations as far as products go. But I do want to answer because somebody had asked, what is dry mouth? Dry mouth is just due to the reduction of saliva. And it can cause bad breath and it also can cause your cheeks to start sticking. It can be hard to eat. It can irritate your tissue and it can be caused by medications, aging, and then it can cause decay, more plaque, more tartar buildup. So that's why you need to incorporate things like biotin or act to kind of help counteract those things. And this wraps up this week's episode of Life is Full of Daisies with our dental talk. Part two will be coming next week. I will complete all the questions because I did get quite a few questions about dental and I wanted to make sure I did a good job of explaining everything thoroughly so that you have a better understanding of everything that's most commonly done or said in a dental office and also you as the patient have more knowledge and you have more power of how to make decisions for whatever treatment is recommended but don't forget to shout out and show some love to your dental hygienist as it is dental hygiene week give them a little appreciation show them some love just saying saying thank you for all you do honestly goes a long way because as a dental hygienist i can personally speak to it sometimes it gets to be a little tough because we're not only physically doing a job but we are mentally and emotionally investing in every single patient that we see every single day every hour of the day so just show them a little love shout them out tag them or do a little appreciation post for them for this week's episode i'm going to do something a little different instead of an inspo seed i thought i would do life lessons at the end of every episode and this life lesson for this episode is all about prevention is the best intervention and it just goes very straightforward with this one especially in the dental is the earlier you catch things the more educated you become and you hold more power in being able to one save a lot of money because none of us want to waste a lot of money and for some reason everybody thinks that when you go to a dentist you we're just trying to scam you but the reality is is we're not if you have a good dentist or provider they're going to be really good about educating you and showing you why something is needed and when that's done then there's really no there's no one scamming you. So I I hope that I have enlightened y'all enough that we are not going to think that way of the dental professions. Now, there are bad apples out there and I can't speak for all of them, but there is also so many more dentists and hygienists and assistants and just dental practices that are actually really good quality oriented practices that are always there that have the patient's interest at best. And I just hope that this episode definitely cleared up a lot of that for you. The sooner you start with prevention, meaning brushing flossing the better it is don't be afraid if it's been a while since you've gone to the dentist don't be afraid to actually just go because the longer you wait that 
there could be bigger issues going on. Some people are really fortunate and lucky that they could go 10 years without seeing a dentist or getting a cleaning and they have nothing going on. Other people are not so lucky. So let's make sure that we are all conscientiously trying to be our best version, trying to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves because dental problems are one, expensive and two, can affect the rest of the body because the mouth is the gateway to the rest of the body. And I want to be here to be your cheerleader, to be your coach, to help you just be a better you. So if y'all have any questions, please feel free to just reach out to me. You can email me or DM me, whatever is more convenient for you. I'm always very happy to answer, especially when it comes into regards to dental. And next week, we'll be covering a lot more about products and as far as Invisalign and so much more just just to finish up all the questions that I did receive from all of you and with all that said that's it for this episode Uh, don't forget to follow us on life is full of daisies where you can dm me or email me at hellodaisy at gmail.com that is h-e-l-l-o-d-e-i-s-s-y at gmail.com also don't forget to go rate us on apple podcast and give us a five-star review to help me grow and reach a bigger audience y'all have an amazing week and don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness bye